the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You are in the eye of the hurricane. The official podcast of Manatee Hurricanes football with your host, Chad Choke. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of In the Eye of the Hurricane, presented by Coastline Contractors. I'm your host, Chad Choate, joined always by head football coach Jacquez Green. We want to thank you for joining us as we talk everything Manatee Hurricane football. Coach, let's talk about last week's uh, victory against the Southeast uh, Seminoles. Nine uh, nothing wasn't the prettiest of games, but hey, a win's a win. We get to move on, obviously, to the playoffs. Uh, talk a little bit about just just how the game went and, and and what your thoughts were after watching film and stuff over the weekend. Well, early in the game, though, we we, we moved the football throughout the game. We just uh, stumbled and bumbled around once we got into the red zone. I think they called a couple of linemen downfield a few times. Uh, he's a new guy in there, so. We, you know, hopefully he learns from, not, you know, certain plays we run, he can't go downfield. Uh, I think they called a touchdown back down there. So uh, we stumbled and bumbled. We got to get better in the red zone. But we did run the ball well. I think we had over 200 yards rushing if you take away a couple of the bad snaps. So uh, we, we got out with a victory. It wasn't the prettiest victory, but uh, we finished the season 6-3. Yeah. Um, and defense pitched a shutout. I mean, let's talk about them first. You know, the first – Series, you know, Southeast gets it, and, and they 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 they're rolling a little bit. They get a couple first downs or some third downs and eights and nines, and and really other than that first drive, that's really the only thing that that Southeast offense really did against us, um, which which is great. They got a lot of athletes, a lot of guys that I felt like on the that that definitely seemed more athletic when we were there, um, and and quarterback keeping the ball a little bit more, um, and and kudos to the defense pitching a shutout. They pitched a shutout, which is also always, you know, good in high school football. You know, sometimes you go dominate a game and you still don't have a shutout. So uh, Southeast came with a quarterback that had played way earlier in the season. So he was the guy that we hadn't seen on the film the last couple of weeks, and he did a good job. You know, he gave him another guy in the backfield that can run the football. Uh, but once we, you know, figured out what they was doing and we was on the same page defensively, all the, you know, all 11 players, uh, we was very gap sound. And, and we, we really felt like going to the game that we can really shut them down defensively, and I thought our guys did a good job of that. They had, they had some some perimeter run game, a little bit of song on weak side, and I thought a lot of it had to do with some holding, to be quite honest with you. I think there may have been a couple alignment things, you know, here and there. Um, and they had a couple, you know, a couple pass balls that, you know, I think it's really hard for people to understand. I, I personally think – I think quarterback's probably number one spot, the hardest. I think cornerback is probably number two um, because you're reacting to athletes that, you know, at, on the wide receiver spot that know where they're going – um, know when to make a break and when to stop, when to go left, when to go right, and you've got to react and do things. And I thought we played great. They made some great catches on us, though. That, that I thought our defenders were there. We just we just didn't make a play. Ended up not hurting us, though, of course. Yeah, but that's the thing about our defensive backs this year. You know, even when guys do complete passes, they're always right there in coverage. You know, maybe we can play the ball better in some instances, but we're just looking at the ball being caught. So I think our guys do a good job on the back end of communicating and, and being in the right place at the right time. Um, so you look at looking at uh, going back to the offense, talking about them with, with Southeast. You're right. I think we struggled, and we we saw that in, in Port Charlotte struggled a little bit. Um, and this was a little, little bit different than the Port Charlotte game, 
because it was more penalties. We we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot. We did have a touchdown call back. You know, you can't fault, you know, uh, Corey's trying to get, gain some more yards and, and fumbles the ball going right around the five-yard line. Um, and and just, just some things that just didn't seem like it was going our way um, offensively. But we fought through. Uh, quarterback, you know, didn't see one time. We had three or four guys running wide open on the on the back end. Uh, we had a touchdown call back to Cole Ramsey in the corner. So uh, we can't afford to do that this week. You know, once we get down there, we have to capitalize on our opportunities. Well, you talk about this week too. Let's talk just real briefly. We we had um, a uh, you know some struggling with some snaps and and listen, it's just it, it's one of those things um, where you know. I don't know if one center is better than the other. Or anybody, anybody's better than the other one. It's just sometimes you you, you got a rough game. You got a, you got a hard hard game. You know, it just is what it is, right? That, that experiment is over. No, we got to go with a guy who snaps the ball the best. Uh, we can't afford to uh, lose snaps or lose possession because of bad snaps. Because if you look at the game last week, we was rolling down the field, moving the football. Then we had a bad snap, and everything just went you know south after that. You know. I think we had moved the ball all the way inside the 20-yard line. We called a basic quarterback run to uh, Andrew, and the ball snapped over his head. So now we're going from second and five, you know, possibly a first down in the run, to third and 17. And it was not good enough to convert, you know, third and longs of that nature. Well, I think, too, offense is a lot about timing. You know what I mean? A lot about timing of plays, when the running back gets through the hole, when a wide receiver, you know, breaks, obviously, when the quarterback throws. And you just get a little bit of change in time, and some I think some people don't understand, but that little bit of change, where I've got to, you know, that ball is a little high, a little low, a little left, it, back to the center, it, and it changes the whole timing of the game. Another aspect I don't think people understand. I think the easy solution is, well, why are we in shotgun then? Go under center, and I don't think people understand <laughs> that when you go under center, it changes the whole dynamic of of what you're going to run and what you're going to play. Football right now is totally different than when we first started playing. Now the kids struggle going on the center and taking snaps. That's why you see a lot of teams do shotgun snaps, yeah. even in, um, when they're spiking the football, even when they're you know, clocking the football, or even in victory, because they're more they're, they're more comfortable taking shotgun snaps as opposed to on the center. And we even we bobble more snaps on the center, especially around the goal line, than right. we do in the shotgun. So right. uh, Hayden does a good job with snaps. You know, we don't have any issues most of the time when he's in there snapping. Uh, also, we know you get bad snaps. The quarterback, you know, have to take his take his eyes off the coverage. So. Uh, those few seconds make a difference as far as completing the pass and having the incomplete pass. Yeah, and I was trying to explain. Listen, if you're if we're in a shotgun offense and, and you're running some zone read, you're running some outside zone, different things like that, some option. When you get under center, your game is completely different. You can, there is no longer reads. There is no, you know, yeah, of course you can run option and triple option that sort of thing, but it's a completely different offense to get under center um, and, and have an ace back than it is when you're when you're in shotgun. And, and that's why a lot of people do pistol now, because it kind of gives you the best of both worlds. It gives you a downhill run game, but it also gets your quarterback away from the line of scrimmage to buy him a little bit more time to throw the football. Well, in all, listen, we, we, we get the win, and that's really what matters. I thought it was a great job by the defense getting the safety uh, when we needed it after that that the, the punt, or excuse me, the, the fumble. Um, and so great job just, you know, I, I thought this, one of those games where just nothing was really working. We just felt, you know, just one of those things that and, – and kudos to, to Southeast, right? Don't want to take anything from them. I know they, they were 1-7 and seven going in, but, you know, that was their senior night. They beat us. Their season is is somewhat salvaged, yeah. right? Yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna give up a fight, and they did. Um, and I felt like you know just it, we could easily crumbled. 
I think our defense could easily have said, God, what's wrong with the offense? I think the offense could have said, gosh, we can't do anything right and just crumbled, and we did not. And, and to me, I think that's, a, that's some perseverance of the kids that they've learned through some of the games we've played this year. Um, and and I, I, I say that that always means that, that they're focused and, and nothing's really out of reach um, to them. Yeah, even the games that we've lost, we've had a chance. You know, we had possessions with a chance to win the football game. So the kids know if they keep playing the game, you know, throughout the ball game, anything can happen. Um, the second half, we just, you know, we, we ran the football. We got in the downhill. I think Corey ran the ball at least 20 times in the second yeah. half and had maybe 100 yards. So uh, it was good to finish the game real physical and get out with a, with, a, with a victory. Talk about that dynamic of, and we've seen it now the last two or three weeks, with both Corey and Keyshawn. Smith in in the 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 two different styles. Keyshawn's definitely more of like a slasher and kind of just a more to me natural running back. Will make that move and 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 plant his foot and go. Um, Corey more wants to be a more power runner, uh, although he's one seventy five, one sixty five. But but he's still he still is pretty powerful runner. Um, and so you know one's more inside, one's more outside. I like the dynamic of bringing them in and out and, and doing some different things. We've had some success running some perimeter option game and things like that. We talked about that last week on the podcast that the quarterback is feeling more comfortable. So now as a play call, I'm sure you're like, hey, look, if we feel more comfortable with this and the quarterback does, this is something we can showcase more. And I think that going back and forth, having that inside run, having that outside run game, Really just helps the offense, you know, move a little bit better. I think those guys complement each other uh, real well. You know, both of them. Uh, neither one's a very big back, but both of those guys are very tough. Now they tough kids. I don't know how long their bodies can last being tough, but both of them are tough kids. They got both of them have great vision. Um, Corey's a guy that wants to take on defenders, and Keyshawn's a guy that wants to make guys miss. So Keyshawn's earned the right to get more and more carries as we go along, and it helps us as a team. You know, it keep both those guys fresh, and as long as both of those guys are fresh, they're uh, they're very dynamic dynamic uh, combination in the backfield. I love the keeping them fresh, and also to me the stress that it puts on a defense to be able to prepare for two different t- styles and two different backs. Um, and you can't just prepare for one. You got to prepare for it's almost like playing two different two different quarterbacks. You got to be able to prepare for both, and that that to me just adds to uh, the time that it takes to do that. We this is an NFL. You can kind of do you know you, you kids can only have so much time in, in in practice, and and it really does to me put a stress on the defense to make them stop both guys. Well, the, the times of just one guy getting all the carries in the backfield basically extinct nowadays you know on all levels yeah really. on all levels everybody is running you no know, playing at least two running backs in the backfield uh it's always good when two different you know, two different backs have two different styles you know uh Keyshawn's a guy that can get him perimeter has outstanding speed probably the one of two fastest guys on our football team and also catches the ball well at the backfield I think last week he had over 60 yards rushing over 70 yards receiving so if he can do that each week you know we'll be re- real good on offense yeah well listen bottom line is it, it ended with a win that's what we wanted doesn't matter how you get there at this point um, and, and we'll talk a little bit more about the playoffs here at the second part. So don't go anywhere. Stay with us as you listen to uh, In the Eye of the Hurricane, presented by Coastline Contractors. Coastline Contractors serving Anna Maria, Longboat, Bradenton, and Sarasota are the official construction sponsors of Manatee Hurricane Football. Owner Jack Schneider and his wife Courtney are both MHS grads and proudly call Bradenton their home. Jack's team can handle your building project, whether it's new construction, remodeling, or commercial construction. They specialize in custom builds, attention to detail, and high-end finishes, making the building process personal. Find out more on their website, CoastlineContractorsLLC.com. That's CoastlineContractorsLLC.com. Welcome back, everybody, to In the Eye of the Hurricane. 
I'm Chad Choate with Coach Jacquez Green here. Coach, let's talk about the second part of this podcast. Let's talk a little bit about, obviously, Sarasota, the playoffs, what's coming forward. First, let's, let's also talk a little bit about the hurricane. we we got another hurricane coming. Uh, Nicole off to the East Coast. It's going to cause us some issues, and, and uh, you know, school's going to be closed for Thursday. Um, we had to get out of here on practice on, on Wednesday by 5 o'clock because of it. Buses can't run with winds over 35 miles an hour. That's why schools are going to be closed. What does it do? You know, we've been through the hurricane before, but it wasn't like this where it's like a break in, in you know, we're not going to see him for a day, and then we're going to bring him in Friday. What's your plans on, on the rest of the week? Well, we'll at least get a day of rest, though, guys. It's always good for guys to get away and get a little bit of rest on um, the day before the game. And also on the game day, we'll bring him in a little earlier, um, get some of the th- things that we've done on Thursday, get them done on Friday morning, uh, get a lift in, you know. The worst thing we can do for these kids is just let them sit around all day on Friday. Wake up at noon. Right? Yeah. So yeah. we're going to bring them in and, and, and try to get a lift in, a little walk through, and get them you know, back into the football mind of things. So talking about the playoffs, so so obviously uh, the, the rankings came out. We ended up third seed. Venice is one. Gulf Coast is, is two. We're three. Palmetto was four. Um, a fifth seed, Lehigh, with the win and Riverdale losing. Lehigh makes a big jump uh, back up to the fifth seed, sixth seed, um is um Sarasota Three, yeah. yep seventh seed is Riverview last seed is uh Riverdale so so you look at you know we're going to be hosting obviously we get a home game which is fantastic although we don't win the districts but we're high enough in the seating <laughs> to to get a home game and that's fantastic play Sarasota um who this is their first time getting the playoffs in nine years I saw uh, their head coach tweeted early in the week. So they're going to be jazzed up, ready to go um, for for the game. First time being playoffs. They end up being 4-4 four and four on the season. Their last game was actually two weeks ago against Riverview. They lose 14-0. They had last week off because of hurricane scheduling and things like that. So they're really going to be two weeks before their next game. Um, and, and, and coming off of a loss against their arch rival in, in Riverview. So kind of an interesting dynamic. Obviously, we played them before. We, we beat them 42-20 the last time, 41-20 the last time. Um, what, what When you play a team for the second time, is the preparation the same as it was the first time? Or do you use that, that hey, we played them, this is what we did before, what did we like to do, what was successful, what was not? How, is the preparation any different you know what i mean it's always good to, to have a game that you played against somebody some kind of film you can look at it and, and see how they adjust it to different formation two to week 11 and it's a playoff game first time those guys been in the playoffs in a while so they'll be i'm sure their uh fan base will be real pumped for their game uh but th- those guys they, they do what they do they're gonna run the football they're gonna try to take it out of the quarterback hands and, and if they can run the football and control the line of scrimmage they'll have success but that's also how we try to play so Whoever wins this game will be the team that's the most physical and the team that can stop the run. You go back and look, and, and I did. I went back and looked to see, you know, how we played them earlier on the year when we beat them, and really they scored twice off of just some, you know, we're just not really paying attention on the pooch kick on on the kickoff, and it lands in front of us in between the returner and the up guy, um, and and they end up getting the ball and they score and they do it again they score. You take away those. And they really only have seven points offensively. Now, I do think they've gotten better in the year, of course. 
Um, but, you know, I, I think that we really controlled the game last year. We ran the ball really, really well. We had a really good pass play as well um, in the beginning of the game there. But I thought we, we, we did a good job of of establishing the run and being physical. I'm sure that's what you want to do again. Yeah, that's what we're going to do again. But they've, they've had two weeks off, and I'm sure they've been um, planning for us though, all those two weeks, you know, trying to come up with schemes and ways to defend us and ways to you know, score points offensively. <laughs> so uh, we'll have our work cut out for us. Uh, they're a team that's you know, been playing you know, well for this season compared to the season past. So uh, it'll be a good game. You know, we have to make sure the kids come in and focus and not – think just because we beat them the first game that automatically happened the second game because it's always tough to beat teams twice in the season well that was giving me my question too is and i'm sure the message has been that way to the team is you know listen what we played them in the beginning that that game doesn't count doesn't matter anymore right um and, and this is a brand new game how has practice been you know now it's a little bit different when playoffs hit i think the seniors and stuff like that starts and everybody starts feeling like oh there's not another game if we lose this one. And so the urgency, I think, maybe picks up. How has practice been this week? Practice was good this week. You know, we had a good week of practice this week. Uh, I thought we had a good week of practice also before we played uh, Cardinal Gibbons that week like that. You know, uh, the thing as a team, you want to practice well each week, but kids are kids. You know, they're going to be up and down as far as practice goes. Uh, but we've had a good week so far this week. You know, we had some things that – uh, not us off schedule on Wednesday uh, as far as a uh, hurricane in the area or hurricane you know, in the state of Florida. Uh, the kids did a good job of, of going out, still taking care of business where they needed to take care of on the practice field. And uh, we'll see what happens on Friday night. Well, I'm excited. I'm excited to, to one, host a, a playoff game, of course. It's nice to be home. Um, and we'll see, you know, how it goes. We'll talk next week of, of if we, you know, I, I expect a victory, but we'll see if, you know, what down the road. We would end up playing the winner of Gulf Coast and uh, Sarasota Riverview, uh, which will be interesting to see. You know, Riverview has been playing a little bit better, um, although their last game of the season they lose to Cardinal Mooney on a Tuesday. I don't, you know, yeah. they played on a Tuesday, which is which is random. But losing them 14-7 after beating Sarasota that earlier that Friday 14-0. So that'll be an interesting contest. And, um, you know, I'm really just looking forward to having a, a home playoff game again um, and hopefully keep this thing rolling um, like it should. And hopefully weather stays away, rain gets out of here, and I think it's going to be a beautiful night on Friday. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it. You know, I think regardless of what kind of weather we have, I know we're going to play the game because it's a playoff game. So if it happens on Friday, if it happens on Saturday, if it happens on Monday, uh, we'll be ready to play. I hope it doesn't happen on Saturday because I got games. <laughs> I got tickets to the Gator game. So I hope it doesn't happen on Saturday. But looking forward to it, everybody. It's a 7.30 kickoff. Joe Canan Field at Hawkins Stadium. All of your tickets will be bought on GoFan.co. Uh, that is GoFan.co, 7.30 kickoff. Everybody be here as we uh, take on the Sarasota Sailors in the first round of the FHSAA playoffs. Uh, for Coach Green, I'm Chad Choate. As always, go Canes, go. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.